morning children of god this is avuile mutamatiko your rookie life coach i am back today with another episode of reflections by the rookie life coach we are on anchor and you can also listen to this podcast on spotify or any other podcast uh, app that you have and i just want to say thank you uh, for tuning in I'm grateful that you still find the time to listen to what I have to say. And I just wanted to come back today. Uh, I was supposed to be here last week, but I couldn't. I had a very bad flare and it was very difficult for me to record something that uh, can be useful or can be clear to everyone. But I am back today. I was going through a very difficult week last week. So I want to uh, profusely apologize for not coming at the time that we had set for the for the podcast. Because I said that I want to do the podcast and publish it at every second week. So I was unable to do that last week. Just to give a backstory, what happened was that um, with the problems that I face because I am fighting this uh, lupus disease, of which I think uh, it's getting much better, it's getting better every day, I had a situation whereby I felt like, you know what, I don't know what I'm doing I don't want to come here to this podcast and sound like a person who has everything under control, who's got it together. At times, uh, because of my human nature, I become um, in despair at times because of life situations. Uh, I've got a lot of things that are my responsibility I have children, I have family, I have parents who are elderly, I have in-laws who are elderly. So there's there's lots of things that one has to look after that are on their shoulders. And at times that overwhelms. So I never want to come to this podcast and pretend that I'm this perfect petty who has everything under control, who doesn't go through real life issues. I don't want to be that person. I do want to be able to say to you guys, this was what was happening and I went through this and by the grace of God, I was able to come out from that situation. At times we, because this is a motivation kind of podcast, there is that uh, tendency of trying to, to, make it as if okay everything is perfect because you want to motivate you don't want people to feel like okay if this person comes here and they have given up already why am i listening to them so there's always that edge i think for each and every christian you get that feeling that wherever you meet somebody you need to be an encouragement you need to to be positive at all times but i don't want to be that i want to be able to show you that also in my life, just like any other human being, whether Christian or not, we do go through stages in life where we feel like, oh my God, things are not going well. Things are not going the way I thought they would go. 
this year um i had been you know very intent about not making any resolutions not making any you know changes in my life uh, you know, I did talk about how people make the list of things that they want to change in their lives. They want to go to the gym and all those those things. Those are good uh, resolutions. Those are good goals. But this year I had decided that I don't want to um, make that kind of plan this year. I just want to be. I just want to live. Having said that, um, I found myself thinking back um, into a situation where I had decided that, okay, I don't want to work anymore as a reporter. I want to transition to being an author. And God helped me with that. It was tough, but God helped me. I was able to start something. And then after four years and then i got a, a, a publisher i did a, a talk about this but last week as i was looking at these things and i said to myself i feel so i was in such a funk so you you you, you know when you feel like everything you, you just you are in despair you do pray you read the bible but you're reading between the lines you you don't know what you are hearing because you feel like you are stuck. So that's how I was feeling. I felt like I'm stuck. People my age have accomplished so many things already. And I am here chasing this dream that seems to be taking so long to, you know, to materialize. I listened to preachings. I listened to podcasts trying to get myself out of this funk mood. But... I couldn't get out and I felt like I'm getting into a state of anxiety that was unhealthy for me. So I decided I even had issues with, with, with coming to the podcast also because I said to myself, I've been doing this podcast for a long time. And you know, when you start feeling sorry for yourself, and the enemy just gets in and then it just pumps you up to continue to feeling sorry for yourself over and over and over until you reach a state of like, okay, I think it's time I give up. So that's how I felt because of all the things that um I was facing and the, you know, the different dilemmas of my life that I, I have to look at. You know, I ended up saying, oh my God, even this podcast that I'm doing, who am I helping? I'm talking here alone. Nobody responds to anything that I have to say. And I don't know if I'm making any impact whatsoever. But um, having said all of that, that was, I just, I wanted to clarify the state that I was in. And I ended up having a, a flare because I was stressed and it was, it, I felt like giving up on, on many things because things 
are not going the way I wanted them to go. Um, I even I did say on the last podcast that I, I was gonna call uh, my friend Johnny to come to to the podcast, but I felt like I'm I'm not going to do that to call somebody to come here when I'm in the state. I just I needed to be able to go back to the drawing board and remind myself why I started this podcast and remind myself that even if two people have listened to this podcast, somebody has heard what I have to say. Even if there's nobody who's responding, but people are listening, I had to pray and pray and pray uh, in, in a few Days after I was sleeping whole day, not doing anything. I, you know, when you are in that state, you just you don't want to clean, you don't want to interact with people, you don't want to be of help to anyone, and and that's not a good way of doing things as a Christian because at times we are needed to be uh, strong for others, but at that time I was not strong. So I was not even strong enough to come here and talk because I was having, I was feeling some type of way about even doing my podcast to reflect. So without wasting time, I just, I wanted to explain that. I, I feel like I, I need to show you guys that I'm also a human being just like you. Uh, so that when you come to listen to the to the to the things that I have to say here, you don't listen to somebody who's got life figured out. I don't have it figured out. That's why I say I'm a rookie life coach because I fall at times, but I get up and then I fall again. At times, I'm on the verge of giving up, but um, there's something about having the Lord as your Lord that makes you say, you know what, I I can't, even if everything around me says I must give up, but I'm not going to give up because it's not in my nature as a child of God to give up. Um, there is something built in in my DNA as a child of God that refuses to give up, that refuses to, to settle for for the, the the state of things that are not favorable, so I had to to push myself, and I, I got out of that. I did go to church, and for the weekend, and it was a blessing to be amongst the brethren. It's always a blessing to be amongst the brethren because you you are motivated. You 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 come back with renewed hope. So that's why I said today, you know, let me come and and just explain myself to you guys and not um, paint a picture of perfection. I'm not perfect. Uh, things sometimes go south and I have to pick up the pieces and get up and do the work. Anyway, um. <clears throat> I did start talking about the, the the stigmas that we face in the Christian community, and I felt that um, having explained my stigmas that uh, stigmas that rather uh, stigmas that I had to come across 
as a Christian in my community. I explained that from personal experience because of the sickness that I found myself dealing with. Um, now, I wanted to talk about a, um, something that I've never experienced, but have seen people going through, you know, uh, in my community. Uh, I want to talk about the stigma that um, a person who has fallen from grace faces when they decide to come back home, when they decide to come back to the community and be um, a fully fledged a Christian. Uh, so others will may call it a backslider, but I, I don't like this term backslider. I don't like it. Yes, it's a, a term that is used, but I feel like even the word uh, stigmatizes a person that you, you have backslidden. You, it's like you have betrayed God in some way. But um, I would prefer to say you, you, you fall out of grace or you just you decide uh, that, okay, things are not working out and then you... you you sit down in 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 Tosa they they call it ukuwa even that word in Tosa it's 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 very heavy when you explain it because it means you have fallen you have like you are on the ground so i have noticed how we as christians treat such brethren we i don't think it's something that we 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 premeditate on and do it. It just it becomes like you you feel like you are better because you did not fall away from the grace of God. You did not fall. Um, <laughs> I've noticed how we we look at them, how we we treat them, and in in return. I, I always saw it as something that makes us feel like we are better than others. It destroyed the, the notion of equality in the church of God. It destroyed the, 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 the thinking behind that says we welcome everybody in love. Um, and I, I do not think it depicts the character of Christ because I don't think Jesus would do that to someone. If somebody had fallen, um, I I would imagine that Jesus would welcome that person even more than the one who was um, here and didn't fall. Um, read the, the, the prodigal son story in the Bible shows us that um, the, the father, the father, Sorry about that. So the, the father who accepts or welcomes the prodigal son back and he prepares a feast for him. He calls the all the servants and everybody to come and celebrate the return of, of, of his child. The, the whole thing for me made me think that why are we not giving the same energy as as Christians in our community when somebody who has was left the 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 the, 
you know, the community and decided that, okay, no, I just want to take a break if they want to take a break or else they, they ended up getting into sin and then they felt like it's not good for me to be part of a community of Christians because I don't feel um, as if I am part of it. So when they return, instead of of taking that attitude of the the father of the prodigal son, we we become different. We become these people who are holier than the person, if I can put it like that. We become those people, uh, we treat them in a way that they never feel welcome. I've seen many times uh, somebody would come back probably at the beginning of the year and say, mm, you know what, I decided I want to come back home. I feel like I need to be part of the community again because I've struggled. Uh, but after a few weeks, that person again disappears because they don't get the welcome that they thought they would get from the community. And it's it's not even like it's something that's planned. Uh, our attitude as Christians is just plain like, okay, you've decided to quit. Uh, we're here. We're still doing what we're supposed to be doing. It's, it's always been that kind of attitude that I have noticed. And I don't know whether... We we are willing to to change that, or else we are are we even away? If we are not away, but I doubt that we we are not away. Maybe we just ignore it. We just ignore the fact that we make the, these people feel unwelcome or to feel like they have wronged God. So every day they have to apologize. We become these deputy Jesuses in in our in our communities. I noticed that, and. I, I also want to do better as a Christian so that if somebody decides that, okay, I think that I can't do anything without God. I need to go back to, to God and probably something something uh, uh, peculiar happened to the person. They had been at home uh, nurturing their relationship with God personally and then maybe after a year they come back and say okay i've decided to come back and fellowship with everybody i have been away for all this time but over the years i've been working and working and working on my relationship with god and i feel like i am ready now to come back but our minds because we are these people that measure salvation or a christian life we measure it by uh, appearance uh, by being there or us seeing you every day sitting on a chair then we say oh okay this one is saved and sanctified is good with god because we see them every day but this person who um has been at home uh, trying to nurture their relationship with god because they believed that they were not ready to be in the company of other christians until they had fixed things uh, personally with God. So when they come back and they explain what has been happening to them, we still treat them as 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 as, as backsliders. I hate this word, but I have to use it for, for context for people to understand. We st still treat them like that. And 
most of the time what happens uh, i've seen in my area is that the person ends up going to a totally different um denomination because they feel like where i thought that i was going to get the welcome that i had imagined i have not gotten that yes they say they welcome me back they are happy that i'm back but the energy that i'm give, i'm getting is not what i expected so i'm going to go and look for a place where i can freely serve god without feeling the stigma on my back without feeling like uh i am less of a christian because i parted ways with the, with the way um i don't know how we can fix that in the christian community i think pastors lots of things are happening today there's uh, airplanes there's dogs and everything is happening in this area but i just i want to say i'm sorry about that though that noise it's it's out of my control i hope it's not distracting when you are listening to the podcast so i'm saying the the the, the, the teachers of the word the pastors the elders i think they do their work in trying to um uh, lead the person back to to the normal you know kind of community to 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 be free to know that they are welcome back but um it's us as congregants that make things difficult the way we are i don't know i feel like you know as as christians we we give each other difficult times for no reason for no reason at all i don't know why we do that i don't know where it's coming from where do we learn it from because it doesn't come from our pastors it doesn't come from our leaders we just become so vindictive in how we do things i don't know uh, it, this thing of of the stigmas that we face is in my heart a lot because i've seen how um as Christians, we treat people with such, you know, this not disrespect, but we just we just treat people in a very very awkward way. We make people feel like they are not worthy. We make people feel like they they are not good enough. I don't know uh, what are we trying to do. I don't know why we don't see that that kind of behavior is wrong. I don't know how do we go before God and pray and praise God and worship and be in the spirit when we treat people like that. It just, it amazes me that we continue with life as if there's nothing wrong, but there's somebody who is in need of love, is in need of, of nurturing, is in need of, of guidance to feel less guilty about what had happened in their life because they feel the guilt from the devil. And then when they get here, it gets worse when it comes from people who are Christians. We, we, I don't know what is wrong. I don't know what's happening. I just, I pray that God helps, um, the bride of Christ because wow, it's, it's really bad. Um, people don't see a church as a safe space anymore because we as Christians, we behave, uh, so, you know, I don't know. I don't know what what is really happening. But I just want to shed some light on this and say this is what is happening in our in our Christian communities. It's something that is happening and 
uh, if we are not uh, busy you know portraying our denominations as the best that there is there's no other we are busy talking about how we you know we need to to appear like this and there's lots of politics that are happening in our community that i feel like in this day and age in this century in 2023 it's not things that should be happening in a place that is named of god a place that uh, is meant to be a peaceful place i don't think those things should be happening i shouldn't i think those stigmas should end uh, it's not nice to go to church and feel like oh my god i wonder who's gonna say what about me today who's and and the worst thing now uh it's not like gossip and and stuff people come to you and tell you that oh no your children are not looking good it's because you're not coming to church or you are not serving god there's somebody who said to me the other day you need to do something for god you need to do that and then, and then i was like what does that even mean I need to do something for God. And that that worked me up. I don't want to lie. That worked me up because I was like, what? I need to do something for God. What has happened? To, <laughs> what is why what has made this person think that I'm not doing any why should I do something for God first of all? And what is doing something for God? What is it that I'm supposed to be doing? Um I don't know. I, I, it, it's, it's how we are. We don't gossip anymore. We just go to a person and then you just spew this poison and say something. And then the child of God is hurt. Uh, they feel like, you know what? I'm not going to come back here. It's not worth it. It's not worth my peace. And little by little, the church goes down. The numbers drop. And everything is just a mess and uh, we fight amongst ourselves. There's all this bickering back and forth. There's no progress. There's nothing that is said um, more than a, a, a church that is not progressive. A church that is stuck in one place. A few things are happening in that kind of setting. People are not getting along. They are bickering and all this, this one thinks is they better than the other and all those things are happening in that place. So everything gets stuck. It gets stuck at home. It gets stuck uh, in your personal life. You feel like, oh my God, I've been trying to do this for a long time, but the business is not going well because you are in a community that is stagnant. It's not progressive. I think these are the things that make uh, the church to be, you know, unhealthy, if I can put it like that. It, it, it becomes unhealthy. It's a community of people who um, know the rules and know how, how they know the Bible, how it's supposed to be preached and whatnot and whatnot but the, the 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 leadership is not from the spirit it's from experience 
uh, on how I've been here for how long doing this and this and this. And as a result, when people come to be in your community as that church, they don't become edified. They don't feel welcome. They don't feel like they can gain anything by being part of your community because you are a stagnant community and you are not a welcoming place. You are not depicting the character of Christ. So I just wanted to, to talk about that. Uh, it's it's something that has been on my mind. I do want to continue with this mini series. I don't want to pressurize it. I don't want to make it sound like, um, you, you know, it's, it's being forced to you to listen to. I just want you to listen and just think about it. Probably it's going to help you with whatever you are doing. Probably you are doing a blog on whatever. You are free to listen to this and then see if that can help you in in your in your area of, you know, helping out. Uh, I don't know. Um, I have a booster that I have. Yeah, we have something here in South Africa called load shedding. That thing, oh my God, I don't want to even start because I don't want to be complaining here. This is not a platform for complaining, but we have load shedding. We, uh, it's power cuts uh, every two hours. Uh, we get load shedding. Uh, we have a, a crisis uh, in our country of not having enough electricity or not having enough power to, to supply the whole country. So we get power in portions. It is proportioned. We sometimes have load shedding in mornings, uh, sometimes in the evening for two hours. Other areas, depending on where you are, you are in the dark for four hours. I know with my parents where they are, it's four hours, there's stages to this thing. So it's one of the things that we are going through here in South Africa. When you are praying as the listeners of Reflection, please don't forget to mention South Africa so that this can be a solution for this problem. Um, I wanted to boost with this verse. I was reading this this thing on Second Kings um, chapter 5 was reading this thing about uh, this this guy called Naaman. Uh, I think Naaman was um, a um, Landuka, uh, what do you call that thing? I think he was a, a, an, an advisor or commander of the army uh, of, uh, of the king of Aram. So uh, Naaman was going through something, he had leprosy, and then uh, this king, this Aram king, Aramian king said, uh, no, he needs to go to, he heard that there is um, a place uh, where there's a, a prophet in Samaria that can help him, can heal him. So, uh, in short, this guy just decided, okay, no, I'll take one of my guys to take me there. Then he goes, and then we, when he gets there, uh, he's told that, okay, no, you can look for the prophet this way he is. Then he goes there, and then uh, the prophet, which was Elisha, says to the guy, okay, no, just go. In fact, he doesn't even meet with him. He says to him, 
just go to the Jordan River and wash yourself seven times. Then you'll be fine. And then this guy's like, what? He doesn't even have an audacity to come to face me. I mean, I come from a different place. He's, he's not even coming to meet me and greet me. He's just sending his messengers to say I must go to the river. I would have gone to the rivers where I come from. There's lots of rivers that are great. I would have gone done that uh, if if my healing was that easy. So um, then he's like, <laughs> it was so funny when I was listening to this because I was like, you know what? I probably was going to be Neyman also and say, ah, no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, it's fine. I'll go back with my leprosy. Who, who do you think you are? I would have, I think I would have reacted uh, that way. So then one of his guys say, eh, but uh, my Lord, don't you think that you, you should listen to this? Because if he had said to you, do something hard, you know, uh, like something very difficult, wouldn't you have done it? Because you would like, okay, uh, yeah, uh, this, this seems hard. Uh, it, it feels like if I do something hard, then maybe it's going to work. And then he comes to his senses and he's like, okay, you're probably right. I would have done something difficult. Let me just go to this Jordan River. And then he goes there. He does exactly what the, the prophet said. And then uh, the, the, this version says his, his skin uh, become so healthy like a, a baby's skin. And he was healed. So he comes back now with a different attitude and this is like, oh, I need, I want to give you gifts, you know, so grateful that um, God has done this through you. And I've decided that I am going to, uh, from now on, um, worship only your God, not the other gods and stuff. So it made me to think this thing that, okay, Naaman uh, was in a, a, a difficult situation uh, but uh, at times, things that God does, they 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 don't make sense, or they don't uh, they're not logically clear when you look at them. You don't understand them, and then you already you think, okay, there must be an alternative situa situation that I can, you know, deal with. Or there's there's a way that I can fix this without having to do this ridiculous thing that God is telling me to do. But that's the nature of God. God uses the things that we never expect him to, to use to, to solve our daily problems, to solve our, you know, long uh, things that have been there for a long time. And it just gives you a simple thing that, no, just do this um, and then everything will be fine. And then you're like, ah, all this time I've been suffering this for, for a long time. You're telling me to just drink water. No way. Uh -uh. No, you don't believe it because it doesn't make sense in your mind, in your carnal mind. But, um, you know, it made me to think that we, 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 we need to understand the nature of God, that our expectations of what we expect to be done. Like, for example, let's say you're looking for a job and you're qualified, you have everything. You're like, I'm a full package. I I need a job and I have all the qualifications. I have the experience, but I'm not getting it. And then someday God says, 
to somebody out there and they say oh just call this number and then they're like ma'am we're looking for people here can you please come and just look at this probably will be able to help us and then you go there maybe you answer phones and what what not and then that's it that's how you get a job you didn't go for an interview you didn't go for anything at that moment your mind will tell you not to trust that because there's no way that i can just get a job g by just them testing me how i answer the phone and then i get the job that i've been praying for without going to an interview so we 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 become those people that expect things to go a certain way even though we know how our, our god works it's not that we are not experienced in how God works. We know God, God works in mysterious ways. That's what people always say. But when he's doing something live, you're like, ah, ah, no, this doesn't make sense. How can this happen? Uh, you know, it, it probably is a, is a, is a, is a, is a, is a sickness thing. They, they will say, ah, no, man, I think you can just use this one. Just use this for a few days and see if it works. Somebody told me the other day that they had joint pain. And then they, their grandmother said to them, No, man, just take, just go take a, a, an aloe there and just rub it on your knees. And then they did that and then they were fine. And then I was like, ah, no, no way. An aloe. The aloe has been here for many years. How can <laughs> how can you just take an aloe and rub it and then your joint pain is gone? And there's like lots of elderly people who are suffering with joint pain. Do you want to tell me that the aloe has been an answer <laughs> throughout these years? You know, so I was, it's things that I have been uh, looking at because I was, was going through what I was going through. So I, I was looking at, at answers to different things and reading about different people in the Bible. And then this Naaman guy uh, stuck with me and I was like, my God, I've been Naaman for a long time. <laughs> Even though I have been a Christian for a long time, but hey, the Naaman in me, I know is the, <laughs> the Naaman was going to question, ah, no, 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 this one, it uh, doesn't make sense. How can this one happen? So I just wanted to give you that booster. And I also want to remind you guys, you are free to leave me a voice message on Anchor. And just say what you want to say to me. And also you can send me a WhatsApp. Uh, my WhatsApp business number is 073. That's plus 27733991305. Plus 27733991305. That's my WhatsApp number. You can do that and send me a WhatsApp. Even if you send me a voice note on on the WhatsApp, I will definitely play it here. It it will mean a lot to me to have somebody say something about this podcast. And uh, next time when I come back, I will have an announcement to make. So if you listen to the end, then you have to look forward to that. I'll probably come back um on the the week after this one so have a good day and thank you for listening god bless you
uh, yeah that's it that's it i don't have anything else that i want to say because i don't want to take too long so god bless you and thank you for listening to reflections the name is Avwile Mutamadiko. have a good day ahead Thank mm-hmm. you.